What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the NFL Takeover Podcast, brought to you by the Takeover Sports Network. I'm Chris Valley. We have an exciting show for you all today. But before we can do that, we have to talk about our buddies over at Prize Picks, and they have a special offer for all of our listeners and viewers, new users. They use and deposit the code Takeover will receive 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks is a fun and easy way to play daily fantasy. You pick two to five players in and over under their projections, and you can win up to ten times in any entry. Prize Picks has a ton of stats to choose from, including points, rebounds, assists, three points, made fantasy points, and more. Prize Picks offers every sport you can. Think of like the NFL, college football, NBA, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Price picks also allows mixed sports entries. For example, you can take the over on Giannis's points combined with the under on Aaron Rodgers' passing yards in the same entry. Price picks has an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, which you can find both on the App Store and Google Play. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. So if you're looking for a fun and easy way to play daily fantasy, be sure to check out Price Picks and don't forget to use the promo code Takeover so that they know that we sent you that is Price Picks promo code Takeover. All right, and so we got a loaded show uh, for you this week. Uh, we're going to break down about five games, and then we will look ahead to Monday Night Football tonight. So the Jaguars stomped the Jets on Thursday Night Football 19-3. Trevor Lawrence was 20-31 for 229 yards. He had 51 rushing yards and a touchdown. Zach Wilson was 9 of 18 for 92 yards and a pick. Chris Stebler came in uh, for the bench, Wilson, and he was 10 of 15 for 90 yards. The Jags are on fire. Uh, and they've overtaken the Titans for the lead in the AFC South as the Titans lost to the Texans uh, this weekend. Uh, they're winners of three straight and three of their last four. The seven and eight, the seven and eight team might actually make the postseason, as shocking as that sounds. Uh, Lawrence continues to improve week after week, although he wasn't it wasn't a statistically great game for him. He's making the right plays when he needs to. He's making the right reads at the right time. Lawrence just continues to prove everybody right that believed he was going to be a transition, a transitional quarterback. And he's just like I said, he's getting better week in and week out. The Jets are a complete and utter train wreck and dumpster fire at quarterback. Uh, Wilson is a bust, a bum, a fraud. Insert whatever adjective you'd like to at this point. That is what he is. Uh, there's no excuse for how poorly he continues to play. Uh, this isn't the Sam Darnold Jets that had no offensive line and no skill position players. This is a solid football team that seems to play really well when Mike White plays quarterback or even the once in a few opportunities that the immortal Joe Flacco has had to play at quarterback. This team has been able to flow on offense in ways that they can't with Zach Wilson. And you, you look at it on Thursday night. Again, they benched Wilson for their practice squad quarterback, and he ended up with better overall statistical numbers than Zach Wilson did. You know, the Jets aren't going to make the postseason this year. I don't think that's a shock to anybody at this point. But on the positive end, they won't be wasting any games next season with Zach Wilson at quarterback. I tweeted the other day, and I still stand by this. I never thought a team would overtake the Raiders for the biggest first-round quarterback bust when the then Oakland Raiders took Jamar. Jamarcus Russell with the number one overall pick. The Jets have now taken over that top spot by taking Zach Wilson at number two a couple of years ago. He's just an utter and absolute bum. The Cowboys topped the Eagles 40 to 34. Prescott was 27 and 35 for 347 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Gardner Minshew was 24 40 for 355 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions. The Cowboys finally showed up and won a big game, although Again, the Eagles didn't have Jalen Hurts, but look, the Cowboys still showed up. Prescott played a solid game. He only turned the ball over once. CeeDee Lamb was awesome, 120 yards off 10 catches and a touchdown. Minshew played, to me, Minshew was the story of this ballgame, though. Minshew played really, really well. The offense didn't skip a beat without Hurts. Really, the only difference in the play calling was that they were limited with quarterback runs because uh, Minshew is not the the runner that Hurts is. He doesn't have that type of speed. The type of lucidity. He's just he's just not that guy. Uh, this does put into question for me, though, 
how great is Jalen Hurts? Is he really a superstar? Is he really an MVP caliber player? Or is he a system quarterback? Is he somebody who benefits from the offense that Nick Sirianni has been able to create and build around him in Philadelphia? You look at all the skill position players that, that Philly has. You look at the fact that they have the best offensive line in football. All of these things come into play here with the fact that, again, you could insert Gardner Minshew. And there were points in this game where it looked like the Eagles were going to win. The Cowboys had to come back and win this ball game. They Again, the Cowboys needed to win this game uh, for a number of reasons. But, again, the fact that Minshew was able to just be inserted into this lineup and play as well as he has, to me, it does question how much of an MVP caliber player really is Jalen Hurts. The Vikings edged the Giants 27-24. Cousins was 34-48 for 299 yards and three touchdowns. Jones was 30-40. 30 or 42 for 334 yards, one touchdown, one pick. The Vikings continue to win close games. I don't get it. I, I just don't, I don't get it. They drove down the field again in the fourth quarter to win on a last second field goal. And I know it sounds insane because they're a 12 win team. They keep winning close games. I don't trust them. I still don't trust them. There is something missing with this team. I don't know what it is. I, I just, I, I don't trust the Minnesota Vikings. I, they're going to go into the postseason. They're very likely going to be the two seed. And I think they're going to lose their first round matchup, depending on who it is, depending on who they get. If they get this Giants team, I think the Giants could beat them again in Minnesota. There's nothing. There's no reason why the Giants couldn't go back into Minnesota in a couple weeks and beat them in the first round of the of, of the playoffs. There's no reason. If the Commanders get in, I think the Commanders could beat this Vikings team. I think the only team right now that I don't think has the offensive firepower to be able, and, and it won't matter because they won't play in the first round. Or the Bucks. The Bucks are the only team right now that is just playing so poorly that I think the Vikings would be able to figure it out. But even then, I would still be kind of wondering whether or not the Vikings would actually be able to to to, to pull the game out. There's just something about this team, and it's not Kirk Cousins. For everybody, look, I'm I I jumped off the Kirk Cousins bandwagon weeks back, but it's not Kirk Cousins. Cousins is not the reason why I don't trust this team. It's just there's just something about the team as a whole. I don't know if it's Kevin O'Connell. I don't know if it's it, like the coaching staff. I don't know if it's the game planning. I, I can't figure it out, but there's just something about this organization, about this team. I just don't trust uh, the Giants real quick. They played a decent game. Uh, they couldn't make the stop that they needed to at the end of regulation. The Giants will very likely make the postseason, and depending on who their first round matchup will probably be one and done. Uh, I, I really like this Giants team. I love Daniel Jones. I think Jones has, has proven that he deserves to remain the starting quarterback in New York, I mean, I, again, I've been pounding that drum for years that I think Jones has been criminally underrated. Uh, once you actually put some weapons around him and given him an opportunity to to shine, which Dayball has done as head coach, I think it shows that Jones is a very good quarterback uh, and somebody who can win big games for the Giants moving forward. The Packers shocked everybody. They beat the Miami Dolphins 26-20. to Aaron Rodgers was 24 38 for 238 yards, one touchdown and an interception. Two, it was 16 and 25 for 310 yards, one touchdown and three picks. The Packers aren't going away, folks. Rodgers is playing like a man who actually believes he can take this team to the postseason. They've won three straight and have to win, win out for a chance at a wild card berth. They're not guaranteed a wild card berth if they win out. A few other things have to happen. But again, the way if you're watching this team, I mean, if you've actually watched the Packers over the last couple of weeks, you can see like Rodgers buys into this team. Whereas early on this season, he was like, this team sucks or crap. We're not going to do anything. And something's changed. And the fact that he's buying in and the team seems to be responding to that. I, 
look, it, it could would it shock me if the Packers made the postseason? No, not at all. It's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is that guy. He's that dude. If anybody can pull a team like this down the stretch and make the postseason, it's Rodgers. On the other hand, the Dolphins are reeling. Oh, by the way, the, the final two games for the Dol- uh, for the Vikings are against, uh, excuse me, uh, for the Packers are against the Vikings next week, and then they have to play the Detroit Lions, who I don't believe will be making the postseason after their loss to Carolina this weekend. Get on the other hand here. So the Dolphins are reeling. They've lost four straight. Tua continues to fall apart in big moments. He threw three interceptions in the fourth quarter, costing his team a victory. And I'm going to do a much deeper dive into Tua on the midweek show this week. Uh, but su- uh, suffice it to say, he's not the MVP caliber player that too many tried to elevate him to be early this season. The Dolphins are in real danger of missing the playoffs. They have two tough divisional matchups to close out the season against the Patriots and against the Jets. And the, and the Patriots game is going to be very interesting because the Patriots are pissed after the game that they blew against Cincinnati. Uh, they had opportunity after opportunity. Look, Cincinnati was up big in that game. I think they were up like 22-0, and the Patriots stormed back to make it 22-18. But they had opportunities in that game to, to win, to win and um, and they blew it. So I think the Patriots are going to come into that game in a bad mood. Belichick, I think, is going to be um, – Belichick, I think, is going to be putting it on to it next weekend. So I, I don't think the fight, I'm just saying right now, I don't trust the Dolphins. I don't think they're going to make the postseason. I think they may even lose out. Uh, so, but again, I'm going to do a much deeper dive into Tua uh, later on in the week. The Bucks survive in overtime over the Cardinals, 19 to 16. Brady was 32 of 48 for 281 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Chase McSorley was 24 of 45 for 217 yards and a pick. This was an ugly game to finish out what had been a pretty decent slate of football games all weekend. Uh, the Bucks got a needed victory to keep them in the lead of that dreaded NFC South at seven and eight. The Bucks remain ahead of the Panthers and Saints who are both tied at six and nine. Their final games are against the Panthers and the Falcons. And to all of you town Brady haters out there, you already know what's going, what's going to happen. He's going to make the postseason. Okay. He's Thanos folks. It's inevitable. All right. He's going to make the postseason. Whether or not the Bucks do anything, I mean, that remains to be seen. It still looks like they would end up playing the Cowboys. I think that's the way the matchups would fall. And honestly, I, as well as the, as well as the Cowboys played against the Eagles, with the, with the Cowboys, it really is any given Sunday. You don't know what team you're going to get. And as as putrid and awful as this Bucks offense is, because it is, it is ugly, I still kind of buy into Tom Brady beating the beating the Cowboys in Dallas. I just do. It's it's just it's 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 got all the writings of, of a Tom Brady fairy tale type of postseason victory thing. You know what I mean? Like it, it happens every single year. When you think Brady's out, he always seems to come storming back. The dude's like Michael Myers. You can't kill him. You just can't. So look, I, I this team is is hideous, by the way. Like the Bucks are just I've never watched a Tom Brady team and sat back and went, wow. This is just ugly to watch. It's just, it's never happened before. And I don't know if it's Brady breaking down. I can't figure it out if it's Brady's fine, finally starting to fall apart. Father Time has come calling and he is very slowly just starting to wither away. Or if the team sucks and it's poorly coached. Like I can't tell if this is a Todd Bowles type of issue here where he. Once again, is stepping in as the head coach. Who again, I like Todd Bowles, but he's stepping into the head coach, and all of a sudden the team's falling apart. It's what happened with the Jets? I, I just like I said, I can't figure it out with with this team. But look, the 
the Bucs are going to make the postseason. They'll beat the Panthers next week, which is what they need to do in order to clinch a postseason berth. And then uh, we'll see what happens once they uh, they end up facing off against Dallas in a few weeks. All right, so that moved me to the Monday Night Football game tonight, which is Chargers at Colts. That's an ugly game. Uh, the Chargers are a four point favorite in Indy. I would take the I would hammer the 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 Chargers minus four all day. I, I think the Chargers are going to blow out the Colts. Uh, the Chargers need this game. They they have to continue to win in order to solidify their their stance in the postseason. I believe if they win tonight, I got I'll have to t- double check, but I believe if they do win tonight, they will uh, they will clinch at least a wild card berth uh, in the postseason. So, uh, which would be the first time in Justin Herbert's career that he's in the postseason, and then all those doubters and all those people who keep trashing on Justin Herbert can go away because Herbert is, regardless of what anybody wants to say, you can fact check me all you want, you can look at the numbers, you can do whatever you want. Justin Herbert's a top five quarterback in this league. Okay, so this would be a this will be a huge win for the Chargers. I think they get it easily. The Colts are going to completely lie down. The fact that they have Nick Foles starting at quarterback tells me everything I need to know about where they stand for the season. They're putting in Nick Foles. They're now officially tanking, even though they should have been officially tanking weeks ago. And Jeff Saturday will not be the head coach next season for all those people who can't stand Jeff Saturday. He will be out. The Colts will be moving on. And hopefully we will we will lose enough games so we can get a decent enough draft pick moving forward. All right, everyone, that's going to do it for this edition of the NFL Takeover Podcast brought to you by the Takeover Sports Network. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and that notification bell so that you don't miss any of the other great shows we have for you for the network. Again, we are in the midst of bowl season. There's plenty of college football talk to to be had with the SEC Takeover, ACC, Big Ten, and Big 12 Takeover pods. So be sure to check out all those other great shows. This this podcast is also available on on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So be sure to uh, please follow, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. For the podcast, I will be back uh, midweek to break down all the midweek stories. Like I said, I'm going to do a deep dive into Tua, and then uh, we'll see how this Monday night football game goes. Maybe I'll be talking about Justin Herbert as well. And uh, we'll also do a Thursday night football preview as always. So until then, I hope you all be well, stay safe, enjoy the holiday season, and I'll talk to you all again on Thursday. (laughs) 